Kate Hornbrook, Ace Completions. Thank you very much for joining the program here today, or program, depending on how much articulation you'd like with your host. And I <laughs> am going to disclose here, this is a Friday, and you're the last interview of the day. So I'm going to say program, meaning that I should have a glass of wine in my hand and not a cup of coffee. So, all right, let's get to her here. Thank you very much for joining us. And I also want to mention, uh, Kate Hornbrook is with OCI, Oil Field Connections International. She has a leadership role in the Midland. Is it the Midland chapter? So we, we like to stick with the Permian Basin chapter just so it's a little more inclusive to areas like Monahans and Big Spring where there isn't an Oil Field Connections International group at least not at this point yet. Okay, so it's but it's officially called Permian, not Midland. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's I was just trying to be somewhat professional still at this point on a Friday. Uh, <laughs> You're okay. Like, uh, it's Friday. I'm trying to remain as professional as possible, but uh, no promises. No. <laughs> I, I have not uncorked the bottle of wine yet, so we're still on. <laughs> It's not casual Friday yet, folks. It's not business casual. <laughs> but uh, the reason I, I wanted to have you on, a couple of reasons. I want to hear your story about how you got attracted to oil and gas, because you're from Ohio, uh, so mm -hmm. there, is, there is some oil and gas activity, but it's not as much as it, you know, like a Texas or, or some of the other areas. Uh, but also, I wanted to uh, talk about OCI a little bit, because... Uh, there was some events happening, and then there's there was some combination of events, and then now there's no events. And so uh, just to kind of get it official out there on the record of what's going on with the uh, Christmas parties and some of the December events, because, boy, the, the COVID is really – you know, I, I have people that are canceling things in other states because of other states. So it's, it's just a chain reaction that's going kind of – wonky. So uh, give us an update. What's going on with the uh, OCI Permian Christmas party? So, um, I mean, it's definitely tough navigating these times. You know, um, I think there's been another wave of uh, people getting scared just with coronavirus getting worse, especially out here in the Permian. It's actually pretty bad. Um, so we did, we did plan a uh, Christmas party for December 3rd. But um, we have chosen to cancel that um, and hopefully, you know, maybe be able to do another event mid-January or early February. But uh, with that being said, you know, we've had some of our leadership team members even um, that have gotten it and or still have it. Um, and, and with that being said, we just don't want to be the reason that, you know, somebody gives it to their grandparents, you know, when they're traveling home for Christmas or um, gets it themselves. You know, I don't think anybody wants to get it. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe some people want to get it to get it out of the way, but personally, I don't want to get it. Um, and I don't want to be the reason that a, a larger group congregates and causes an influx of cases out here in the Permian. And so as of right now, there's, you know, it's, it's canceled and there's going to be either, a. uh, uh another meeting or maybe even a social or, or something of a makeshift uh, in 2021, depending on what the actual, I guess, climate looks like from a, from a social climate standpoint. Exactly. And I think our plan is just kind of to regroup after Christmas time, um, right before the new year and just say, Hey, you know, 
how are our internal members doing? Um, what are the what are the trends of cases, deaths, etc.? Um, and then just reevaluate from there if we think it's safe to continue on. Like I said, either mid January or early February, hopefully. All right, let's transition over to ACE completions, which is your job. And by the way, folks, we'll keep you updated on the uh, OCI. Uh, reschedules and when it's back on and that sort of thing. But uh, we're going to find out how Kate Hornbrook found her way, made her way as Tiffany Wilson, <laughs> your co-leadership chair there over at, uh, or I don't know if chair, I OCI. just threw that in there. OCI said, uh, make my way. Uh, you, you're from Ohio and now you're in uh, Midland, Texas. And 330, I noticed you have an area code and I think that's yes. Colorado. Um, so, no, 330 is Canton, Ohio. Pro- oh, it is Ohio. Okay, 303 yep. is Denver. 303 is yep. Denver. Yep, all you're right. correct. So, uh, Ohio to Midland. Uh, first of all, you're you're educated to be in the oil and gas industry, correct? Yes, yes. I do have a, a BS in petroleum engineering and a minor in chemistry. <laughs> Sorry, you said BS, and I just I'm in the well, communi- I'm, I'm in the a, communications I'm business. Too, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I always tell people like, yeah, I got a BS in communications. I also have a degree in it too. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's that's totally right. So yes, let me clarify that uh, I'm sometimes full of BS, but I do have a degree in petroleum engineering as well. <laughs> what gravitated you towards that? Uh, you're under thirty, is that right? Yes, twenty eight. Okay, so you're under thirty. Well, look at you, giving your age out. But uh, I was, hey, I'm I was, not, I'm not scared. <laughs> I was trying to put you in a box, and you're saying no. I'm an individual. Good for you. So <laughs> you're 28. You petroleum engineering, Ohio, and yes. so talk to me about how that even happened. So um, I actually uh, started my college schooling at Kent State University. Um, I was going to school for chemistry. I had plans to be a dentist. Well, uh, one day I woke up and I was like, hey, you know, I don't want to be a dentist. And uh, my mom's best friend, her son, was going to Marietta College in Ohio and majoring in petroleum. And she was like, hey, I really think Kate would really like this. She really likes math, sciences, you know, geology, um, all those different things. Um, But it, it wasn't so heavy in one particular discipline. And that's something that I really liked. I was like, oh, you know, I'm well rounded. Um, so that's why I, I went and took a look at the campus. It was beautiful. Um, I, I liked the idea of a small campus since I had come from a campus of 25,000 people. Um, and, and I just loved it. So I ended up going to school there. Um, I went for three years because I had already done a lot of, you know, prerequisites and all that jazz at Kent. But uh, after the first year, my mom and grandmother were terrified that I was going to hate it because I didn't really used to be a an overly outdoorsy individual. Um, but, but I loved it luckily for them. Um, and, and it all just kind of took off from there. Um, when I, when I decided that I was going to move out to Midland, um, I was actually working for a a small private company called Locust Bioenergy. Um, they did biosurfactants for paraffin remediation and enhanced oil recovery. And they built a facility out here in Midland And they were like, hey, will you just go out there, kind of help them out, uh, you know, help them get on their feet. And I was like, oh, yeah, no big deal. I'll do that. Um, Came out here, stayed for probably a week or so, and then uh, went back, came back out again. And the VP that was over top of the Permian 
um, was like, hey, you know, we have an engineering spot available out here. It would definitely be a good career move for you. And on top of that, you know, you would get a nice increase in pay, as I'm sure most of us all know, when you move to oil field areas, you get a a nice little bump in pay. Um, But, you know, after after him and I having five margaritas over at the Cork and Pig, um, I called my boyfriend and I was like, hey, do you want to move to Texas? And he was like, yeah, when when are we moving? (laughs) And honestly, we moved about a month after that. so that was about two and a half years ago now. So I've been out here for, for a good while. Um, and then I actually recently just started with Ace, actually at the beginning of this year, um, as their technical manager, managing all the uh, different frack chemicals, uh, doing some R&D work, um, you know, fixing products if there's something wrong or, you know, any possible technical issues, I'm the girl to go to. So it's definitely been a journey out here, but uh, we really love living out here. All I could Most think of was was taste, you know? just a really awesome joke is all I could think of is when you're in college, you know, you, you, you started as a dentist. You, you're yeah. gonna, and then you know what they call that, right? When you have a revelation, when you're at Kent State, when you have a revelation and you want to go do a new degree. You know what they call that? What? They call that a golden flash. <laughs> Come on, there's at least two Tuesday, people. Tuesday, that was a good one. That was a good one. Anybody that knows anything about Kent State definitely laughed. Exactly. Then, I was going to say two people listening laughed because they're like, oh, hey, that's no, the mascot. That's oh, mascot. I've seen March Madness. I know that too. That thing. No, but, that's so funny. Well, most everybody was always like the... The Kent Reed, Kent Wright, Kent State, you know, that mm-hmm. was always a good one. And you had to explain to them that, that you did, in fact, know how to read and write. <laughs> I, I thought most people thought, you know, that they're not making the shooting jokes, right, because of the whole Kent State no. thing. That, that's still that's still too new, too fresh. That's... I, I don't know. I don't know if it's too fresh, but I, I haven't heard any heard any on that one. Well, that's the other thing Kent State's really well known for is they, yes, you know, yes. the the uh, National Guard unloaded on students, and so you know it's at that to me that's one thing that I think should be brought up that you know these are times in our history where we were not proud of ourselves, and um, well, and you know I feel like we're in a very questionable time in history as we speak. You know, in 2020. The whole year of 2020 has basically been questionable. So, yes, I think, you know, bringing up something like that, that shooting, you know, brings us down to reality in that, you know, some, some things have happened and some things in history, you know, we aren't so proud of. Actually, my, my mother was at Kent State um, when that shooting occurred. Okay. So, so she definitely uh, tells a much more real tale of it. Um, first-person perspective of her being in the midst of that occurring. Oh, I, so. can, I can imagine. And, um, yeah, I did not to get into too much about it, but it was important to bring that up because that, that there was a time when our National Guard took fire against our own people, and, you know, that, that was historic. And we in my neck of the woods, we have a, a wounded knee down in South Dakota with the American Indian Movement back in the 70s. That's, that's something. Oh, and the Dakota Access Pipeline, you know, we're not too mm-hmm. proud of that either, so... Yeah, we've got a few black eyes, America. That's all right, though, because we keep getting up and we keep doing the right thing. Well, we keep trying to do the right thing moving forward and making our quality of life better, you know. And and one way that we do it is through the 
fossil fuel industry, petroleum, 96% of what we use on a daily basis is involved with fossil fuels in some way. So, you know, go ahead. Well, no. So the funny thing is, is I, so I used to give presentations to um, kids in middle school and, and kids in high school to get them excited about STEM careers and, and things like that. And um, I had a geology professor actually at Kent um, that started out a class and was just like, if anybody can name five things that you use every day that don't involve petroleum products, you can literally walk out of this class with an A and never come back. And you know what? Zero people walked out of that class and never came back because it's just impossible. Um, Because, I mean, even if something isn't directly made with it, it usually involves manufacturing, which, you know, brings into into perspective the petroleum industry as well, um, as well as, you know, your toothbrush and the different plastics you use and and lipstick and all these various things. Everybody always uh, focuses on driving your car to work. And as important as that is, clearly, um, people forget about all the other uses for petroleum products. That's incredible, by the way. I'm trying to do that in my head. And, I mean, even a lot of things that we eat are now petroleum-based in some way, either from the polymer that goes around the seed to the diesel that the farmer uses in order to get the, the food to product or get the food to market. Right. And I mean, even your pots and pans, you know, it's, it's just crazy how people neglect to really see the true picture painted by the oil and gas industry. That's amazing to me. Yeah. Oh, and, and just gave me another idea. I might, I might uh, try to do a program on that to see if we can come up with five things that are not made with, say, something you use every day. Something yes. that you use every day in your life, you know, that uh, shoelaces. There you go. Something that like that. That doesn't involve petroleum products. Right. And you know what? And if you need to splice it all the way back to the manufacturer, well, you, you, then you can. But my guess is you don't even need to. I don't yeah, even no, think. You, you honestly probably don't need to. <laughs> no, you don't even I have to play that card. I've thrown out crazy answers, and I'm like, no, no, that still utilizes it in some fashion. So, oh, yeah. Somebody would uh, say, like, my iPhone. Okay, you're done playing. You're like, okay, yeah, we're going to shut you down right now. That'd be fun. But, well, Ace Completions now, um, who would be your primary customer, I guess? Do do you guys have, you know, a direct customer? Yes. So, I mean, we we do sell to operators, but we mainly sell to to pumping companies. So the companies that actually, uh, you know, pump the jobs. So, um, like your Alamo pressure pumping, uh, Pro Petro, Pro Frac, those types of people are who we typically sell to. Now, we do also um, target operators because the operators can go to the pumping companies and request specific products to be utilized on site. All right. So, how can people get in touch with you guys? And, uh, well, first of all, anything that we, we missed out on that, that you want to mention before we give out your information? Well, I mean, just I think the the interesting thing about Ace right now is that we're in we're in an interesting transition period. I don't know if I can say too much on that, but uh, I've definitely been doing a whole lot of R and D work. Um, I think we're really interested in uh, trying to target the production market, which is actually where my background is, um, and I think we're we're on the cusp of trying to break into that market as we speak. 
putting together things like demulsifiers, paraffin products. Um, we have lines of scale inhibitors, corrosion inhibitors, that type of stuff. Um, but I think we're, as we grow and expand, um, we're, we're going to be even better than we, than we are right now. Cause obviously we're going to be more diversified and able to hold up, uh, when things like coronavirus and, and downturns hit. It's interesting that you guys are, are looking more at the, the growth right now instead of idle or contraction. Oh no, we've actually, so yes, we definitely did get hit during coronavirus as anybody involved in frack did because typically, you know, everybody knows drilling's going to go and then frack's going to go, but production's always the, the stable one, especially through, through your downturns. But um, we've definitely come back and, and we're making a, a comeback be- better than we were before, but still maybe not better than a pre coronavirus. but uh, no complaints over here. We're definitely moving forward. Yeah. And I think, I think uh, people are going to find out it's going to be healthy to just, stop comparing it to the past because it really is a new beginning. And when it's a new beginning, it's really tough to compare it to anything because it's just different now. It's just, everything is so different now. And even, you know, there was, there was problems pre Corona. I mean, you know, Whiting and Chesapeake, they were laying people off before Corona even happened. And and there was, you know, there was a little bit of a downtick that happened. And so, um, the industry was going through these changes. I actually think Corona kind of sped up some of the changes that the industry would have gone through maybe over a few years if it wouldn't have happened for Corona. I agree. I, I also think that um, some people, at least myself personally, I've been trying to look at coronavirus from, from a semi-optimistic standpoint. Um, and I think a lot of the larger operators and different things have seen a good switch with, you know, being able to work from home. A lot of people, they were so against the working from home idea. And then this happened and everybody was kind of forced to work at home. Now they're starting to realize, Hey, you know, we could have been doing this from the start. This is okay. Or, you know, maybe they'll end up after coronavirus keeping like, okay, you can work from home two or three days a week and come in the other two or three days a week. You know, I think there's other good things and technologies that have stemmed from coronavirus. Plus, you know, getting to enjoy more quality time with your family at home. I think that's something that should be said of uh, at least some positive coming from it. How can people get in touch with you, Kate Hornbrook, with Ace Completions? And how can people get in touch with Ace Completions? So if you want to get in touch with Ace Completions, um, you can shoot me an email at khornbrook at acecompletions.com. Or you can give me a call at 330-936-0709. And I can get you hooked up with any of your uh, bulk frack needs and hopefully potential production needs here coming coming up. 